What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Media Entrepreneurs Podcast, teaching you how to become a full-time entrepreneur by leveraging modern social media strategies. I'm your host, Derek Vidal, and today I am joined by Jackson Lintz. He is the co-owner of High Key Enterprises, and this is a very unique company. We've talked to a lot of general marketing agencies, but not a lot that have very specific strategies that they've just become the world's go-to expert on. And he's got a few things. Like one of them is going to be celebrity giveaways. He's doing a giveaway right now with Cardi B. He's done some with some huge names out there that he's going to tell you about. So I've definitely got a lot of questions on how he even gets in contact with these people. But just like any other entrepreneur, he's been rolling with the punches. And he's uh, started multiple business endeavors and is just going along the way. And uh, a couple of them have turned into seven-figure businesses too. So we're going to dissect his success and uh, find out what would be most applicable for you guys to apply to your businesses today. So we're going to get into personal branding, even productivity, a bunch of stuff. So make sure you guys listen to the whole episode. Uh, but how's it going today, Jackson? Pretty good, pretty good. Appreciate the introduction, Derek. Look forward yeah, to this absolutely, conversation. man. Uh, easy to give you an intro with the uh, resume you've got. So before we dive into tactical stuff, give me an overview of your entrepreneur journey. You were just telling me that you got started before you even graduated high school. Uh, so kind of give me just the snapshot view of from then to today. Yeah, so I'll, I'll start with uh, our first business. And um, it was actually my brothers who started this business initially, and it was called High Key Co. Founded in uh, 2016, and it was us si selling wireless earbuds. And so this was wireless earbuds before Apple even came up with their wireless earbuds. And all of the marketing that went into it was through Instagram organic. And it was filming pretty much cringy skits on Instagram that would go viral back when Instagram's algorithm was crazy. And uh, we were able to build a brand like 250K followers and uh, sell wireless earbuds without any ad budget. And so that business at its peak was a seven-figure business just from the wireless earbuds generating revenue, right? And um, I was a junior in high school at this point, so like really naive, didn't know a ton about business. We just had, you know, one channel, which was Instagram and one product. And um, everything took a downturn when we, uh, <laughs> when we went against one of the 22 laws of marketing, which was line extension. And we... We took the success of the wireless earbuds and we're like, oh, wow, we can recreate this with multiple products and build a multi seven figure business, right? And so we transitioned into uh, backpacks, custom backpacks that we created and wireless speakers. And so now we have two more product lines and we have Black Friday coming up, which we did very successful in 2017 with just the wireless earbuds. That was the first seven figure year. And uh, so this next Black Friday is coming up and we ordered a bunch of inventory for these new products, backpacks and uh, wireless speakers, thinking that they would sell just as good as the wireless earbuds, right? We didn't do any prior testing. So we go into Black Friday thinking that everything's going to sell out. We're going to be multi-seven-figure entrepreneurs, right? But that didn't happen. And <laughs> the backpacks and the wireless speakers, but the backpacks for sure did not sell well at all. Earbuds still did really good. But we had so much inventory stored in the backpacks and wireless speakers. And they were they were stored in our fulfillment center in Shipov in uh, the U.S. And also where we were locally at the time in Canada. And we lost a ton of money, right? Because we didn't sell out. But then we were also paying for inventory costs on top of that. And 
while I was pretty much putting out the water on the fire for the next year, I was uh, dealing with fulfillment issues. I was dealing with customer support. I was trying to get our sales back up. I was running the content creation side of things. And uh, this was while my brothers uh, were able to look at other avenues and extend our services into service-based businesses. So social media management, PR services, and then also celebrity giveaways. And we were able to transition into those and actually build multi-seven-figure businesses from the giveaways and the social media management and PR services over the next few years. And I tell this story because a lot of new entrepreneurs starting a business like think they're going to make it right away. Like they think they're going to they're going to build the next big thing. But you're naive. You don't have the skills and the understanding of business operations as a whole to be able to build the next big thing, right? And that's just that's just being completely honest. And so the big thing that you're going to gain though from the initial business, from the initial failures is that you're going to learn to go through the failures, try and move through it until you get to that next thing. And that's going to build the character traits of persistency, discipline, and understanding that you can make you can make it through those things. So my my question to people is when times get tough in your business, are you going to quit or are you going to be the person that pushes through until you succeed? It really is as simple as that and also as complicated as that because it's it's hard when someone is enduring financial struggles and they've got this degree that they might have got. They can easily go get another job. Maybe they quit their traditional job who would easily take them back and they could just go back to this known income. And it's uh, very difficult for people to stay in the flames long enough. Uh, but yes, you do just need to go through it enough. And I like how in your example, too, you did find success pretty quickly at the beginning. And then you got the Midas touch illusion. That's yeah. kind of how I like to put it, right? You're like, everything we yeah. do is going to work. And then you jump into the next one a little bit too early because the last endeavor works so well that you think that you can skip some uh, steps of you know testing your your idea before buying all the inventory and uh so so i'm taking it when you reach out to these celebrities you're like hey do you want to do a giveaway for some backpacks <laughs> well that the, the celebrity the celebrity giveaway is uh is a whole nother thing but we uh going into that we were actually able to transition the product-based e-commerce business that failed so badly by writing off all of the products and the inventory that we had by sending it to our new social and pr clients so we wrote it off by sending it to them as gifts yes. and we were actually able to save like seventy five thousand dollars in uh in inventory costs good yeah i'm sure you you did something creative with all those backpacks <laughs> um but yeah that's interesting okay so the celebrity giveaways like tell me about that strategy is this uh, a relationship you're building in the DMs and n name drop some of the people you've done this for because it, uh, I, I can't remember all of them. I went through your site and I just saw like some really impressive names, but tell us about that entire strategy. Yeah, so we've uh, we partnered up with Kevin Hart, Snoop Dogg, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, 
Rick Ross, Lil Baby, the list goes on. And uh, we partner up with these celebrities to do celebrity giveaways on Instagram. And again, this is what we transitioned from the initial business, this and PR and social media management services. But focusing on the celebrity giveaways, how it works is we partner up with the celebrity to give something away on Instagram. So that could be a car, that could be luxurious items like an iPhone, MacBook, redesigner bags. And uh, they would tell their fans, hey, all you have to do to enter this giveaway is follow everyone that at Heike Clout is following, which is our page. And then our page would follow us. So me and my two brothers and our company pages so that we would grow followers from the celebrity. And then we would also have our clients on that list and we would make it exclusive by maxing it out at 100 people. And uh, so our clients would pay us to get on the list and grow followers from the celebrities as well. And with this business, we were able to do it all through Instagram cold outreach. So we would we would partner up with a celebrity, get a campaign locked in for a specific date. And then to find clients, we would literally just outreach to them on Instagram. So just a cold outreach. Hey, are you interested in growing your followers? Most of it was USA based because all the celebrities that we were partnering with had USA based followers. So a lot of clients were interested and this was just in the DMs. Like we had no relationship with them and we would outreach to hundreds of people every day across multiple of our platforms. And it was just me and my two brothers doing it initially, selling all of these spots through Instagram DMs, building the relationship, closing the deal. And that's how we were able to scale this business model to two to $3 million per year. Yeah, that's insane. Giveaways are definitely one of the best growth strategies out there. And there's so many different ways to do them. Uh, Obviously, this is like the celebrity giveaway. So that's going to be completely different. And something you didn't know about me actually is you you guys are the number one in the world at celebrity giveaways. And I pride myself on being number one in the world for small business giveaways. So I have an entire course that I've been selling for over five years for if someone starts a clothing store, how to run Facebook and Instagram ads to enter to win a $250 shopping spree to my clothing store or to my candles or uh, whatever it is, like fitness coaching program, like personal training. Like I just do a giveaway for whatever they're trying to sell. So I've definitely got giveaway strategy down where it's a small business just running a giveaway for themselves, not uh, collaborating with other influencers in things. But it's very difficult to get people to do things you want to online without an incentive. And this is just the easiest way to incentivize a ton of people. And you're just giving away typically one prize to do it. And you build a ton of followers because even your personal brand, which has been mostly built from these celebrity giveaways, is a a few hundred thousand. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So my my personal brand, I'm at over 300,000. Uh, a majority of them from celebrity giveaways, some of them from content and uh, just like close network, obviously, but a majority of them from celebrity giveaways. And this is this is something that I want to get into as well in terms of like tips to make your Instagram appear more authoritative. Because like I said, like with the celebrity giveaways, we were able to build this business to two to three million a year simply from Instagram cold outreach. And that's just an offer, right? The celebrity giveaway is just an offer. It's obviously a really good offer. It's quick, you know, grow followers and get more authority on Instagram. But you can pitch any offer through Instagram DM. So there's a few things that you can do to make your Instagram a lot better, right? And the first one is going to be making sure someone can get to know you in the first few clicks, of looking at your IG. 
Now, what does that mean? So when someone goes to your profile, they're looking at the profile pic. So make sure your profile pic's nice. Make sure you have a nice, uh, a nice uh, picture of your face with a good background. Um, that'll be more professional and it'll just catch the eye easier when they go to your profile. The next is bio. Who are you? What do you do? And what can you offer people? It's pretty simple. You don't have to overcomplicate the bio. And it's the easiest way for someone to get a quick touch point. If they have two seconds, at least if they go to your profile pic, go to your bio, they know that you're official. The next step, though, people might jump to the main feed, but it's actually the highlights. That's like the number one place where you can not only build your Instagram, but your personal brand, because it's the highlights of your life. It's the highlights of who you are. It's the highlights of what you're about, right? So make sure that you're putting your values in there, what you do, what you offer, um, press, any, anything that can build your authority, your lifestyle, add it into the highlights because you might not know this, but everyone's going to the highlights after they read the bio because it's just, it's the first place that's the most interesting that they're going to get to know you the best, unless it's like looking, unless your highlights look horrible, right? So like put a, put a place cover on it, make it look nice. And uh, that would be a really good place to show off. Also, testimonials is, is another one. And then the second thing is building authority in your photos, main feed posts, and stories. And so what this looks like is when we were doing celebrity giveaways, we were posting all the pictures with the celebrities. And so it was enhancing our ability to build authority when we were outreaching to clients. They would comment. They would look at all the pictures that we were doing with celebrities because we'd go out and meet up with them, film the shoot and uh, do everything in person. And then we would have that as authority when we're outreaching and trying to close deals in the Instagram DMs. And so that's very important. That's just photos, right? You could tell a whole story with photos. Um, but when it comes to main feed posts outside of photos, the next best thing is going to be video content of yourself, yourself speaking about your values, what you do, what you're an expert in. All these things are going to build a ton of authority because not only are you putting yourself out there and sharing, people can get to know you, they can see your face, they can see you speaking confidently, ideally, and they can see all these things and get to know you. And again, just like a couple seconds or a few minutes, just a few videos that they watch, they'll be, they, they'll be able to know you on a deeper level. And then stories is another very overlooked thing. Posting your daily life. What are you doing? Are you working all day? Are you working out? Are you bettering yourself? Are you the type of person that people want to be around? Um, and are you like sharing stuff that you believe in on your story, right? Are you like reposting things about your your business or your expertise that other creators are doing? And uh, and yeah, those are the, those are the three main things. And then the last one is obviously volume of outreach, making sure that you're reaching out to a ton of people every day. I say minimum 100 people per account. We had three business accounts and our three personal accounts, me and my two brothers, and we were outreaching to over 100 people a day on each of those accounts. That's hundreds of thousands of people a year. And we've felt it till this day because we've been doing it for over five years now. And literally in, at in-person events, people we've never met, they come up to us or like we come up to them and greet ourselves and be like, wait, you've messaged us in the DMs. And it, it's just funny to see because- there's a huge effect that you get when you outreach to people with an authoritative Instagram. They read the message. They might not even respond, but they know who you are at that point, right? And the response rate will get better as your Instagram presence gets better. And so those are the three main tips that I have uh, for Instagram outreach. And so 
A question that I'd ask is, what would happen to your business if you reached out to 100 of your ideal clients every day and you just got a few more clients this month just by outreaching 100 a day for the next 30 days? Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. I have a lot to unpack there with you. Uh, first off, I want to ask for those businesses out there that th their Instagram profile is that their logo, right? Like they're hiding behind a logo. They're not really a personal brand with their business. Are you inviting them to say, make sure you're growing your personal brand with that? Or are you saying that them as this t-shirt company that is just a logo as their profile picture should also be doing this outreach? So the thing with hiding behind a logo, the thing with hiding behind your products is it's going to be that much harder to grow because at the end of the day, people connect with people. And I had the same issue when I was looking at my page, even just a few months ago, I was hiding behind these celebrity photos. And as we merge more into the PR and social media management space and away from the celebrity giveaways, I found it hard to change my identity from shifting from these pictures with celebrities to showcasing who I am, uh, what I'm about, my passions, my interests, my expertise, and sharing content on those things and showing up every single day for my audience. But you have to, because that's how people are going to get to know you. People aren't gonna get to know who you are, trust your brand, trust that your products are good if they don't understand why your brand exists or who's even behind it right? Like who's behind the t-shirt brand? What is the mission behind the t-shirt brand? Right. And like, I have this with even one of our clients, he runs a massive t-shirt company called uh, the Valhalla project, where his story was that he was delivering plaques to fallen, uh, fallen soldiers, families, and a bunch of people wanted these plaques. And he wasn't able to do it because he didn't have the funds to do it. And so he started this t-shirt company and he promoted it with that story, that powerful story of delivering, making sure that he could deliver these plaques, these fallen soldiers. And so people started supporting the t-shirt company because they were invested in the mission and they were proud to be a part of it. And so if you, if you don't show who you are, what your mission is of your brand, then people aren't going to be as interested. And so I would say that has to be the focal point of, you know, your social media pages is making sure that that is being addressed and that is being shared with, uh, with the people that are viewing your stuff. Yeah. Especially with vertical content being the name of the game, it's really difficult to not go yeah. on camera at some point. I think if you are maybe uh, doing videos of your product and it's just always your hand in it, even in that case, you're going to have your voice as part of it. So yeah. there's still going to be some kind of personal brand aspect that is needed what i've thought of in the past is i feel like one of the biggest 
benefits of a personal brand is essentially you can carry your success from one business to your new endeavors easier. Is that what you would say it is as well? Yeah, I mean, 100%. Like, it, it goes back to my story about transitioning from celebrity giveaways to what we're doing now, right? Like, you're you're scared. It's an identity shift, right? Like, you, like, and, like, that's what your personal brand allows you to do, though. It allows you to shift smoothly because your audience is there for who you are and not what you once were, right? Because you might be in the health niche and this is this is this is again uh something to talk about in terms of like niche creators compared to building a personal brand i believe that niche creators will be extinct in a couple of years just because ai will be able to take over all the niches but they won't be able to resemble what humans feel when they're experiencing something but when you're when you're building a personal brand you you have all these components of yourself that people want to follow right they they enjoy you for you they enjoy your passions, they enjoy your interests, they enjoy what you're about. And so when you move on to a new endeavor, then they're going to follow you. They're not going to necessarily follow the, the specific category that you're speaking. And you'll lose followers, right? Because there might just be people interested in a specific niche. But like people, you want people that, that like you. And you want to follow people that you like. Right. And so when they switch, you're not going to ditch them because you enjoy what they're about. Right. You enjoy multiple things about them. And obviously, if they change too much, then it's like, you know, you don't relate to them anymore, but that's fine. Then they're going to go out and find another audience. But you never want to pigeonhole yourself in one niche or one area because you're ever changing. Me personally, I have multiple content pillars that I like to speak in. I like to talk about personal branding. I like to talk about storytelling. I like to talk about content creation, productivity. Um, Christianity, all these different things, right? And I'm not going to pigeon myself, pigeonhole myself into one of those, even though some people are seeing success with, you know, that style of doing it, just talking about one thing. But then again, if you switch or you don't, you don't feel like talking about that thing as much anymore, then you're dead. And again, this is a long-term game, a decade game. This isn't, you know, something that you're going to be doing for a few months. It's like running a business. You're not starting a business to sell it in a few months or a year. You're not starting a personal brand to quit posting or you know, you're, you're done with it in a year. That's just not, that's just not how it's gonna work. And that's not how you're gonna build a big personal brand, a big following that knows like can trust you. So I can see if you guys were doing a hundred DMs a day from multiple accounts, even was it a hundred times however many accounts you have that you guys were sending? Like, yeah. This is a ridiculous game to play. I've done it before where a DMing was a large part of my strategy. And this is where your productivity is truly tested because you are just on Instagram and uh, you could get caught up in the feed and then you're going through profiles and you're scrolling through and it's just, this is the easiest place to possibly get distracted. And if you have to do a hundred, you know, mul multiple hundred even, uh, this could take nine hours or it could take four hours. So what was the productivity hacks that really led you guys to be able to duplicate this strategy and do it daily for a long time? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, my brother was actually a trailblazer in this process. I mean, he just had like such a crazy work ethic and like, like at the end of the day, it is grunt work outreaching to like a ton of people. Like, it's just like, it's robotic. Like you have to, you have to do it, but it's like, you're, it's like very repetitive. But like my brother, like he'd be up till like three or four in the morning and just like hammering these DMs away. And like at the start, it's really motivating because 
we went from a business with a good amount of revenue, like seven figure revenue, lower profit margins and a ton of work to get to the point of, you know, making a lot. Um, but with the celebrity giveaways, it was high profit margins and very scalable. So like, it was very motivating to make a sale. Right. So it was almost like chasing that. It was like chasing that next dollar. And like, you almost have to have that in your daily boring tasks. Like you almost have to gamify it to make it enjoyable because like, no matter what you're doing, tasks are going to be boring. Right especially daily tasks in business. And if it's not boring, then you're probably doing something wrong or you, you know, you're not doing the right thing because it's the boring work that's going to get you to the place that you need to be. And so gamifying it, right? Like making it fun. Uh, and like, we'd make it fun with each other, right? Like every time my brother made a sale, he would like scream or he would yell, make another sale, five grand or something like that, Freaks right? And it was, it was like the, yeah, it was like the Wolf of Wall Street shit, right? Like, like it was, it was, it was just hilarious. Like you would laugh and, uh, and then you'd get back to it and then you'd feel like, damn, Jordan's crushed four sales today. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep hammering, right? And so we were in that environment because we were all living together, which is, which is another big thing. Uh, I'm not saying that you have to live uh, with the person that you're doing business with. And we just chose that because we're brothers, but um, just finding those, like finding those, those motivation points to, to, you know, keep going through the, through the hard times. Yeah. I think it, there's definitely the benefit of that camaraderie. I, I was in a sales job before and we'd all do phone jams yeah. together and there was always some kind of hype. Like whenever someone would book one, they would announce it to everyone yeah. and it would just make you like, okay, I'm not going to be the person that books none. So, yeah. so putting yourself in the proper environment is is something that is very important. It's also really difficult to do for most solopreneurs working from home to to find that. And I don't really know how I could suggest to find it except for with employees that you hire yourself or if you have bin business partners, but living with them is gonna be a lot easier if you're brothers with them, obviously. So yeah, that, yeah. that's really awesome That to hear. I think that would probably make it a lot easier if you're all sitting in a room sending out DMs together and having that competition going on uh yeah. is there something that you do for productivity in line with like all right we always have a coffee and then we've got essential oils like you know like little things like that that you guys uh some kind of uh rituals that you did just to get yourself in the zone yeah so i would say one big thing that i've been doing is uh exercise snacks so every hour you do some form of exercise for 30 to 60 seconds, push-ups, jumping jacks, seal jacks, jumping lunges, squats. And you, it, you'll, you underestimate how impactful it is your day to day, but it's insane. Like you get your blood flowing, you get your energy back from being in a slouch, a slouch and sitting all day. Like before this, before this podcast, I did a ton of jumping jacks. And then afterwards, I'll probably do push-ups and I'll keep regaining my energy because you lose energy during the day, right? You're speaking to people, you're doing boring tasks, you know, you're doing all this work and you get tired. And then when you get tired, you get lazy, you know, oh, let me turn on the TV, let me turn on Netflix, let me scroll on TikTok, right? Let me do all these things. But when you're activating your body, right? And you can also go for a walk, but I like to exercise snacks because you can just get up from your desk, pop over here, boom, rep out 50 push-ups, and then you're back at it, right? So I would say that is definitely a big productivity hack that has, uh, that has helped me, that has, allowed, that, has, that has allowed me to stay energized throughout the day. 
Um, and then, yeah, another one is just hammering coffees as well. I, I've, I've simmered down a bit after, uh, after delegating out that outreach stuff uh, to some of our employees, but uh, keeping it at one coffee a day. But the exercise snacks, it's like coffees every hour, right? And then you don't get the side effects of being jittery and anxious. You actually get yeah, wrapped up. And you probably don't even have to go to the gym. Like you still can, but like if you don't go to the gym that, that yeah. day, you still did something. And I think a lot of people, if all they did was push-ups every time commercials came on, they'd be absolutely <laughs> jacked. Like if you just yeah. like, watch a couple hours of TV, like if you just response to do push-ups or every other do push-ups or sit-ups. Like one time I did that for like I watched a football game with my parents and I was like, I got to go to the gym, but like I'll watch this. So I'll just do like every commercial. I'm going to do one of these. And it could be weird for people to do because they're like, now I'm just working out in front of other people, but it's just like, just say, screw it. Like the, it, you just got to do Dude, it. I'm at the airport. I'm at the airport. Boom. 50 pushups. Yeah. Everyone looks at me. You have to be fucking weird in this world. You have yeah. to be weird because everyone, you don't want to be normal, right? You don't want to be like most people in the airports. They're, they're obese. Like you don't want to, you don't want to be like that. Yeah. Right. You, you, you want to feel really good every day. And it, it's not even about being jacked, right? Like jacked is a, jacked is a, is a, you know, it's a bonus of working out and, uh, and lifting weights and doing all these things. Right. But it's just about feeling good every day. Like I just love feeling good every day. That's why I do the exercise snacks. That's why I eat healthy. You know, that's, that's, that's the whole reason behind everything that I do. Right. It's just about feeling really good in what you're doing every day and being able to stay focused for a long period of time. If I saw someone doing push-ups in the airport, I would 100% start doing them right away. I'll never let someone else be doing push-ups and <laughs> and while well, I just watch. So, dude, I would love to. I would love that. Stuff. If I was in the airport, if I was in the airport and I did push-ups and I got other people out of their chair because they saw me doing push-ups, start doing push-ups, I would I would feel great. Like I would absolutely love that. Not that I like I don't care that people don't do that. You know, yeah. and I don't care that people may judge me being like, bro, why is he doing push-ups and why is he doing these weird stretches in the airport? But it's like, I mean, that's that's the mindset that you have when you want to feel amazing, when you want to be better, when you want to improve everyone's life around you, right? Like you you want people to be just as good as you, if not better. Yeah, you really gotta just be the one to start it there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing that now, airport push-ups, because really any judgment people would have for you in that case, like what could they possibly say? Like, why is this guy prioritizing his fitness? Why didn't he? Why didn't he just get <laughs> McDonald's uh, at the airport like everyone else? And <laughs> um, yeah, you know. no, exactly. You're going onto a long flight. You're sitting for a while. You know, it's just it's it. The airports are are bad. Like they're like they're they're bad for your health. You're flying for a long period of time. You're sitting for a long period of time. There's low oxygen in airplanes. You have to you have to prioritize your health in those in those situations. I like that. Okay, so we've gone over uh, some personal branding tips, productivity tips, and uh, dissected some of your business models. Is there some other businesses yeah, yeah. that you're uh, doing now or looking forward to doing in the next year or two that uh, you'd like to talk about? Yeah, so um, in terms of like starting multiple businesses, I know I've talked about a good amount of business, but I don't want to like throw the audience off. It's always best to focus on one business, right? And there's three of me, right? Two brothers. So we have, we all can focus on different areas of business. So it's a little easier to manage, you know, two or three businesses. But if you're, especially if you're solo, 
you don't want to be jumping around to multiple businesses. Trust me, I had this in the initial stages as well. Um, I had this with content creation as well, jumping between different niches. And that you just when you lose focus, it's it's very hard to get really good at something. So right now, um, as we move away from celebrity giveaways, we're very focused on scaling the PR and social media management side of our businesses. Um, and the main reason behind that is because number one, they both go together under digital branding, which is what we're trying to do for our clients. And then number two, they're both very scalable businesses. And we're in the we're in the game of scaling businesses and PR and social media are both billion dollar uh, business, uh, business markets and uh, they're growing you know, in the next four years. So we are heavily focused on PR, which is pretty much getting our clients uh, press on on Google and like USA Today, Forbes, Mashable, all the top breaking publications, uh, earned media, podcasts. And then on the social media management side, we're building our client's personal brand along with their press. And so we're, we're building the entire digital presence of our clients to make it nice and sexy and presentable and build authority. And uh, the other thing I'm really hearing with this too is you're creating so many very valuable connections that you can not only leverage your personal brand going into new endeavors, but your network, of course. And even with my podcast here, I've interviewed so many people that I have all of these connections. One of them that I just partnered up with to, to start a new business. I I was like interviewing him and I'm like, That's wait, awesome. hold on. It sounds like we were really complimentary here. Like, so now yeah, yeah. launching something together. So you really got in, got to get into networking and uh, the DMs is how you get that initial contact, but it still is so much more powerful when you have some kind of meeting like this. So it's a great way to like, if you guys have been wanting to start a podcast, you can connect with a lot of people in the world just by inviting them on your show. And then now you've talked to them for an hour and uh, really gotten to know each other. So you really got to play that game because if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you're not going to be like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur for like three, four years. And then I'll go back to my traditional job. You, you yeah. just have to work for yourself from then on. Like you, you can't go back, uh, you know, or, or if you do, you're probably never going to go back to entrepreneurship. So you really are playing a game that could be decades long and very few businesses are going to last for decades. Even Jackson uh, was telling me with the celebrity giveaways, he's like, we kind of tapped that out. Like we've kind of yeah. done it to the point, like you're probably going through, like trying to DM people. You're like, I've already DM them, right? Like you're going back to all these. <laughs> yeah, we have a like, big we've already messaged every celebrity. <laughs> so like the, the world is a small place is what I, I feel like a, a lot yeah. of times entrepreneurship teaches you because some business ideas, I'm like, in order for this business idea to work, I would just need there to be like 3 billion more people in the world. <laughs> like there's like sometimes like the, yeah. the market's just not big enough yet. So the amount of random niche businesses will, uh, a lot of those opportunities will grow just as the world's population increases. Uh, but yeah, this was all good stuff. Last quick question for you. What are your thoughts on people buying Instagram verification versus maybe using a PR agency to earn that? Yeah. So um, we actually, one of the, uh, one of the services that we offered was Instagram verification back when it made sense to pay for verification. And so we, uh, we, we utilize that service ourselves and for, for clients. Right. But right now, I mean, you can pay for the subscription to get Instagram verified right now. The thing, the thing with getting, the thing with getting verified on Instagram compared to getting PR on Google is 
one of them is obviously a quick way to develop authority on Instagram, right? You're verified on Instagram. You're going to go to the top of the requested DMs uh, when you re outreach to people, which is a huge benefit. You're going to go to the top of the comment section when you comment on people's posts, which is another huge benefit if you utilize those two. Um, but the big difference with that and PR is that when you're getting press releases on Google, let's say, it's telling your story and it's sharing your accomplishments, right? And especially for higher level business owners, that's the place that you want to be because when people go to search you up, they want to see those, you know, very well-written, high quality publications that are sharing your story and accomplishments so that they can trust you, right? And that's something that we've gone over in this podcast, right? About building out your digital presses, about building out your Instagram, making it nice, about building your personal brand and posting content, about getting potential press releases on Google, because all those things are going to encapsulate your digital brand, which is the future of business, right? Because people are all online. Everyone's online. More and more people are coming online. More older people are coming online. And, uh, you know, there's digital business cards everywhere. Your, 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 your Google page is a digital business card. Your Instagram is a digital business card. Your LinkedIn is a digital business card. Your content is, is a digital business card, right? And so you could be handing those out or you could be shying away and not having any digital landscape or digital business card. Yeah, I think the verification, what you said there is you get to the top of the comments, you get to the top of the DMs, that is enough to make it worth it for most people to utilize that in their strategy. And I, I like to say that marketing works as long as customers haven't caught on to what we're doing yet, right? So there's yeah. a lot of people that don't own businesses that don't know you can buy Instagram verification. Like they just see it and they're like, damn, like this business is legit. So I don't feel like like not as many people bought Instagram verification as I thought they would, or I think a lot of people have gotten rid of it at this point yeah. too. So you do still really stick out. It's not like, oh, everyone's verified now. It really does still set you apart. So it, it is a, a pretty strong brand move for 12 to 15 bucks a month. That they like. Instagram is the is the best platform to be verified because it still has the highest authority out of any of the other platforms, right? Obviously, if you already have a presence on one of the other platforms like X or LinkedIn, then it would make sense to you know keep that verification on X and continue outreaching through X. But if you're starting from scratch, get your Instagram presence looking good and definitely invest in that verification. It'll help you um, if you you know fix everything else on your Instagram. Yeah, I actually, I had it for a few months and then I got rid of it. And then I realized that a lot of the podcast interviews that I was landing with the bigger accounts, I was only getting replies because I was verified. So I'm getting it back, but it was, I kind of need yeah. to test it. I was like, do I still get the, the DM responses? And you just, they don't even see it is like probably what's really happening. Cause that's the biggest issue that unless you're at the yeah. top and, and the blue check mark, they're like, okay, like who is this? Right? Like it's you're Boom. you're going to yeah. get it opened. So, uh, yeah, yep. there's so many times, like everyone out there should be able to leverage it in some way, whether it be the comments or the DMs, otherwise you got to get creative, but it's probably worth it to you to, to do so. Uh, so Jackson, yeah, this has been incredibly insightful. Where can people find you? And uh, I believe you've got a free gift for everyone. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So I want to share with everyone, uh, just a basic personal branding template where you can uh, develop your content pillars and uh, understand which content pillars will go under inspirational, educational, and entertaining content. 
which are the three things that encapsulate a valuable piece of content. And um, I'll show you the layout of how to fill all that out and then start producing content with it. And uh, if you reach out to me on Instagram, at Jackson Lintz, um, and share personal with the podcast uh, that you're watching right now, then uh, I'll shoot you over that resource. Okay, perfect. So they just got to DM you. Like, it's I shouldn't put yeah, a link in the description. They got to shoot you a DM? Yeah, shoot me a DM. Okay, cool. So, yeah, say personal and then social media entrepreneurs, just DM Jackson Lintz, guys. Thank you so much for coming on today, Jackson. Have a great one. Yeah, really appreciate it, Eric.